It's time to take a K-Drama coffee break with the K-3. Hi, everyone. We are the K-3. We are K-Drama fans just like you. I'm Jen. I'm Marisa, and you, thank you for being part of this K-Drama Coffee Break. We are about to dive in on probably my favorite drama of 2022, Bloody Heart. Marisa. Jen. Did you love Bloody Heart as much as I did? I think you did. I remember it was a Monday, Tuesday show, and it was like, we get to start the week (laughs) with this show for like, you know, six weeks. Oh, God, it was so good. Oh, my God, I loved it so much. It stars E. June, Kang Hana, and your favorite, John Hill. Mm-hmm. I called it angstalicious. It was angstalicious. I just binged it before we did this. <laughs> and I am not going to lie to you. It was so stressful. The <laughs> machinations of this court and the story and the politics and the whole thing that I was just like, oh my God, just let it end. Oh my God. But it was so good. It was That's so, so good. That's right. Because we watched it live. Um, so we, you had, you know, five days in between to regroup, yes. resettle and get prepared for the next two episodes. Exactly. So binging it, that was a different experience. It seems like a different experience. <laughs> oh my God. So my question for you is for when we were watching it, what were your first thoughts when we were watching? My first thoughts were that it was beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous. Like from episode one, the gardens, the the beautiful hanbok, the, um, and then it moved into like the bamboo forest and the fireworks. Fireworks. Oh my God, the fireworks. Like, I don't think we've seen those before. I've seen them since, or maybe mm-hmm. I just hadn't noticed them, but mm-hmm. the amount of fireworks that were just like, just kind of floating over yes. everything. Yeah. <gasps> just beautiful. Just yeah. Beautiful. You know, we had finished the red sleeve. Mm-hmm. And so here we were with another seguk and um, the vibes were kind of similar at the beginning. Yeah. Like it wasn't different yet. And I was wondering why Kang Hana was in this because she was a lead. And I think the last time we had really watched her was in startup yes. as the, as a Susie sister. Um, and so I wasn't quite sure if she was, why she was in this. And then as we started moving into episode two and three and four, I was like, Oh, <laughs> and then by that point, Straight through to the end, she is on par with Ite. So good. I mean, I'll be honest. And the Red Sleeve uh, fans out there, please don't yell at us. But but Bloody Heart was everything the Red Sleeve wasn't for me, Mm -hmm. which was that these were two equals Mm -hmm. and they went at it. And she willingly came into the palace, not willingly at first, but then she made a choice of her own to do it. And she actually originally willingly went in. Mm-hmm. Because she was the original crown princess, mm-hmm. right? And then chaos ensues and destruction and family annihilation and the whole thing, right? <laughs> and then she goes into hiding and becomes this amazing woman. Right. And then she gets manipulated into going back into the palace. Mm-hmm. And just watching her kind of own everyone there, mm-hmm. it was just so more satisfying to me than what happened in Red Sleeve. That's right. Which which was that she kind of got manipulated into, she basically gets forced into spending the night with the king, which then therefore makes her become one of his concubines. Right. So Red Sleeve, it's like she's trying to hold on to the little agency that yes. she has. But in Bloody Heart, uh, Kang Hana, she becomes 
you know, she she's destitute as a child. She's bereft of her family. And yet she grows up into this being this very astute businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She's very political in the sense that she she knows how to deal with the wealthy class, but she's so loyal. And this is why it's such a great setup for her entering the palace. She's got the loyalty of people who trust her. Mm-hmm. And we see it. And it's in this different kind of situation. It's not just like whatever faction it was or you're born into, you know, or what clan you are in, you know, you're born into or you're royal or you're not. So because you had to set up a strong woman because Ejun. Oh, my God. Ejun, please. The one thing I will say before we move on to Ejun is the thing that they repeated over and over and over again in this rewatch that I was like, oh, interesting. John Huck's character, Pak Gaewon says numerous times that if uh, if our girl Kang Hana's character Yu Jung had been her father repeatedly said if she had been born a, born a boy she would have been a minister very quickly because that's how smart she is yeah and at one point there's another addendum to that comment which is that he didn't he was afraid of what she could be become if she would had been born a boy and white. that's why he was, he was glad she was born a girl so she was already before all the chaos happened hardwired to mm-hmm. be a power player <gasps> and that's what i love throughout this entire series and really it was consistent mm-hmm. is that it was this chess game yeah and they even show oh. it there you know the but but the, yeah board. the go board yeah go board yeah, yeah that it was just um and she is equal in t- and if, if equal if not better right she owns almost every guy there she outplays john chuck's character so badly I mean, he makes a very big tactical error by bringing her into the palace yes. that he's going to own and aligning the king. with her. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so it was so juicy. But it earns so his rich. respect. Yeah. He, and because he's like, I, I have an adversary. Can I? I have to say, the cliffhangers in <gasps> this show were phenomenal. And oh my the god! Drums, oh, the drums every oh, time. The, drums. The, the 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 violins and the drums at the at every at every ending of every episode. I watched, like I said, I just binged it, and it never got old. I was always like, I was always waiting for them, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, it was so good. It was so good. I was like, I love this show so much. <laughs> it was so amazing. So sidebar: this show is on Disney Plus, uh, Asia Pacific. So. And it did not appear on Hulu, and it has not appeared on Disney Plus in the West. So use our Surfshark affiliate code to get your VPN and pair that with your um, with your Disney Plus subscription, and you will be able to watch this on Disney Plus mm-hmm. Singapore or Hong Kong or, or Disney Plus Korea. We have instructions. We have little videos too it. because it's so good. It's so, so good. Yes. You can also use the VPN if you want to go off the grid. We don't recommend that, but there's also that option. Yeah, because it'll yeah. keep your devices safe. Yes. yes. So yes, that's yes, if you yes. don't have a Disney Plus subscription yeah. and you still want to watch it, we also recommend the VPN to keep your device very safe. Yeah. Uh, with that sidebar done, mm-hmm. E-June. E-June. <laughs> <laughs> so we had just seen him in Bulgasov, which had shades of this, right? Um, what do you, what do you, conflicted man, shall we say. My note in here is that I have I there is not an actor out there, in my opinion, out there today who does tortured better. <laughs> he does tortured emotion so well. Yes. I he cries in every episode. 
And it's always, the, it's always the one eye. I can't tell if it's just his contacts were bothering him because there were sometimes I'm like, why is he crying in this scene? And I couldn't tell because like just the one eye would be all red and watery. And like, sometimes a tear would fall. Sometimes it wouldn't, but he's in so, that voice with the tortured. Oh my goodness. Uh, his king, his, the crown prince, the crown prince, the first episode is mm-hmm. played by a little psycho from blind. It's yeah. the first time I've seen him. And that's Pak Ji Bin. Bin. Yeah. Pak Bin. And he's delightful. Right. He is, and he's yeah. like, he's basically just a cocky little crown prince. And mm-hmm. he meets, he meets our girl and he's suddenly like, she's, I love her. She can ride a horse. And she tells me that she bosses me around. <laughs> she must be my queen. <laughs> Plus, she will help help the family and align things and do political issues. And so they bring her in, right? And they never meet. And then he saves her in the thing. And he's just so good. Mm-hmm. And then he transitions to E. June. And mm. you're just like, mm-hmm. yes. I believe this all. I believe this. Yeah. Because yes. he goes from being kind of this wide-eyed, cocky prince to mm-hmm. E. June tortured soul. Yes. Kind of fit. Yeah. Because you have Jang Hyuk <gasps> and Ho Sung Tae. And he, Lee Jun's in the middle. But really, like three powerhouse actors. Yeah. So it just elevated this show. In oh, oh And so the opening scene of this show mm-hmm. was essentially uh, John Kyuk's character and uh, uh, Ho Sung Tae's character basically imploring to the king mm-hmm. to depose the crown prince. Yeah. And they're all outside the palace and it's this overhead shot and you hear the king is dying inside and he hears the voices calling for it. And then all of a sudden, E. June steps in and walks through all of them. And then he goes and talks to his father and then he comes out and he basically falls to his knees and begs Jung Hyuk for his life in the snow. I've never been so into a show. I was so, oh my God, I was, I was in love with this show from the jump. Because Lee Jun and Kang Hana together playing, you know, political machinations for their own survival. And then the revelations that it was you, it was you. <laughs> but then as they come together and grow apart and then there's a queen dowager and there's another oh concubine, it's just really? so rich in terms of power struggles which we see often in these Seguks, but my goodness, this just, I, I, it's the writing. It's yes. the writing and the direction. Director is uh, Yu Young-un, who's a who's woman, mm-hmm. right? And then our writer, Park Bil-jun, is a man. Usually it's the other way around in K-dramas. But the director is probably best known for Queen of Mystery 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So again, a very strong female character, but it, this was a surprise. And she, she had an amazing cinematographer because, oh. holy cow, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Unbelievably gorgeous. So beautiful. Okay. So obviously we've been gushing about our first thoughts when uh-huh. we were watching it yeah. and, and all of that. But, and it's, it's a 16 episode. They're actually, the episodes weren't too long. They're about an hour five. So they weren't those hour twenties that mm. usually that make sometimes it makes a very long watch. But what were some of your favorite moments? What were some of your favorite things in this one? My favorite things, um, Jang Hyuk. <laughs> I knew we were, right? of course. Just period. Just That's period. All. Yeah. But his slow burn presence, he like took it down a notch and was just his, he, he had his own tempo. And listen, the man can stride through a door like no one else with the robes. I mean, my country, it was all about Jang Hyuk on a horse yes. with the hair. And this one, it was all about <gasps> I remember like. He is hardly flowing. I remember that. 
<laughs> but in Bloody Heart, it's all about him contemplating, figuring out his next move, and then like striding through a door with his robes. And then yelling in the most guttural yell ever. His, oh his guttural God. yell is the greatest guttural yell I've ever heard. It's amazing. It could move. It does move armies in every Sega that I ever watch. And his face just, and you watch it, you could just tell he's like, he just, his face like almost like an explode, like the rage. It's, just, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. Yes, because also his love is the Queen Dowager. He's married and has oh. a son who's also mm-hmm. an advisor, but you know, that, his first love, who he completely manipulates. Oh my God, that poor woman. the Queen Dowager. So y- you could see the yearning in his eyes. Oh, but he's such a complex character, mm-hmm. you know, because he's bloodthirsty for power. Um, you know what? I, it, or I, it was it was more bloodthirsty for his country. His country. And was, no, that was his running theme. Yeah. Not doing everything to keep a tyrant, to to not allow a tyrant to be on yeah. the throne. But it it skewed his judgment, right? And he created a tyrant in the Queen Dowager. Yes. Right. This is a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> You have to watch it to get there. It's amazing. Exactly. Man, she was another one. She, <gasps> in my personal opinion, the most sympathetic character in the whole show. Because yeah. she was, in my personal opinion, she was manipulated yes. by love as a young girl, yes. which was amazing. It was hilarious trying to watch them make Jung Hyuk. And uh, now, mind you, she's actually quite, she's actually quite much much younger than Jung Hyuk. But uh, Park Ji Young look like they're like, 16 <laughs> <Hilarious. Yeah. laughs> but a young girl mm-hmm. that is in love and just wants to marry her you know uh officer boyfriend whatever <laughs> and go live in the countryside and make him dinner and he's basically like babe i need you to become the basically the queen dowager and become a royal concubine and yeah. she's like wait what <laughs> and then she's like anything for you uh, and then it warps her brain. Yeah, completely, completely. Man, that moment where she <gasps> set the uh, palanquin on fire, that was unbelievable. It was just, I did, I felt bad for her. when it came, at, mm-hmm. at the end of the, mo- at the movie, at the end of the show, I was just like, oh, pumpkin, sorry. That other moment where she fell into the lake with him, it was gorgeous. The cinematography and was cinematography. just unbelievable. So beautiful. So, and, but like heartbreaking at the same time. Packed a wallop. It did for sure. Absolutely. Um, I would have to say probably my favorite thing. There's numerous things that I really enjoy, but I think just the we've already kind of tough touched on it. But just the power moves and the fact that our two main leads were equals. Yes. And even when one made a move that you made you think one thing, the other made another move, Mm -hmm. and it was just this count these counter moves for 16 Mm -hmm. episodes, Mm -hmm. even to the very end, and they're just these equal powerhouses throughout the whole thing at no point there's not really a big power imbalance mm-hmm. ever and it was so rich to watch well that's the thing because even to the end it's yeah. not like everyone just you know some k-dramas you get to episode 16 and things just kind of has settled yeah. down uh-uh no. uh-uh no no 16 was still like oh <laughs> i mean it was a little quieter because choices had been made right and things were happening and uh we're not going to totally give it away because you need to go watch it yeah but it was you were still like I will, I will do a quick spoiler thing. Okay, so I'm going to tell you all. I'm going to talk to Marisa about a quick spoiler that I'm curious about. So if you don't want to hear about it, skip, skip forward. Skip forward now. The, the royal concubine 
Yeah. They like set her up for almost like a season two because she is, they suddenly made this interesting pivot, not pivot, but suddenly the brat has grown up and suddenly is going to make power moves. And she says to her father as he's being exiled, I will bed the king no matter what to save our family. And then they do like that. She's, she start, they start like focusing on her for the the last 10 minutes, like setting up this weird side story. I was really, I couldn't tell if it was, I wasn't, I, I kind of felt like they were giving us that to be like, this story is not ending here. Ah, uh, yes. But I it also so. was an interesting, it was an interesting piece. It was interesting to give away that much real estate at uh-huh. the end to, to a girl who basically was just a hothead and a brat throughout the entire show. Yeah, I did find that curious, but I'm also wondering that, you know, maybe for once they wouldn't just kind of shove this side character aside mm-hmm. and that they would actually give her some, like an, a wrap up, not a wrap up, but a wrap up worthy of what they built through the entire season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure though. But it was, she annoyed me. She was awful, right? <laughs> right? So yeah, it was. It was definitely one of those. One of those situations. Where I was like, huh, interesting. It seemed like. I mean, if you want, there's no. There, I would. I'm not sure. I'd want a season two of this because it was no. such a concise. No. It was such a concise 16 episodes, but it was kind of like that thing where if you were hoping for a season two, they definitely teed up more palace intrigue with, with mm-hmm. our royal concubine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, since we're still on spoiler alert right here, why don't we, because we had a bunch of people who were there with our lives, but I had to go away to Vermont, and we were not able to discuss the final episode in c- completion, so we will spoil everything right here as well. <laughs> so, the finale. Mm-hmm. What were, were you satisfied with the finale? Oh, completely satisfied. Yeah. Completely satisfied. Yeah, yeah because um, no one, even though people were now in the positions that they were are going to be in for the rest of their lives. There was no relaxing. No, no. <laughs> Jang Hyuk is gone. Yes. Ho Sang Tae is out. Yep. But now there are new political factions to deal with and keep in check. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's a new board that has to be set. But the, the relationship between um, our King and Queen. Uh, yeah. oh, I was so, so satisfied by it. Oh my God. That final voiceover where he's like, my love, my queen, my rival. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she's just like, fuck yeah. Two super close-ups, roll credits. I was like, oh my God. It was like the greatest finale I've ever seen. It was just so, so satisfied. And I've watched it like twice now. And it still was so, so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it was worthy of the whole show we yeah, had watched. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. And now we're back. Do yes. you have any quibbles on this? Uh, um, I don't think so. <laughs> no. It's one of the few shows that no. I like. The only quibble, if I had to dig deep for a quibble, mm-hmm. is that as is, is often we've talked, I think you even mentioned it earlier, a lot of times you get to a certain point in a show Things have kind of things have kind of like kind of wrapped up and gotten our you know our mm-hmm. couple has got it's it's the, the the moonlighting effect where our couple is together and now what do you do with them for the next six episodes right? right and I did find that there there's kind of especially in a rewatch and maybe it was because it was a rewatch I kind of knew what the beats were so I could kind of skip through but mm-hmm. there was a lot of like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth but it mm-hmm. also when we were watching it was so dynamic mm-hmm. so I can't say that it was it's a quibble per se but you could tell that they were kind of trying to get to that final beat ah. which was the re- big reveal yeah. at the end yeah so yeah. <laughs> but that's that's it's so minor so minor it's so minor <laughs> it's so minor so should you watch <laughs> uh yes absolutely <laughs> No question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
this caliber of cast and the cinematography and the director and the writing, it's just all there. It's just all there. It's just, it was episode to episode. Mm -hmm. It was tight. Mm -hmm. It was engaging. It Mm -hmm. was, it was everything you want in a show. It's, it's, it's got the romance. Mm -hmm. It's got the political intrigue. It's Mm -hmm. got some, it's got some fear stuff. And it's just got, it's got everything. I would have to say also, there are a lot of very strong women in this drama and a lot of different, there are a lot of characters, Mm -hmm. but they're all fighting for their own survival. And what's really great is that they, they all do so many unexpected things and they're different loyalties and they're different um, alliances Mm -hmm. and they're different kind of levels of experience with these kinds of machinations. So you've got the queen dowager. Yep. You've got the other concubine. You've got the left minister's wife. Oh, yeah. You've got um, Lady Yu's, oh, her her friend more than a servant who right. she rescued. Yep. That was heartbreaking. That was. And then Lady Yu's first lady in waiting. And all of them, I think, just made such a richer, more interesting drama. Well, and also, what one other thing that struck me when, we were wa- when I was watching it was, first and foremost, the, the women... As much as the men control the politics, mm-hmm. I have never, like, the amount of times dudes were talking to their sisters about when they're going to consummate their marriage, it was just, it was <laughs> such a commodity. Yes. Like, and I know that it is, and I know that that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. but the power that the women held in certain aspects of that mm-hmm. and how they wielded it was yeah. And if you think about it, like the Queen Dowager, like the thing that really struck me, especially on this binge, because I said it was like really intense to binge it, was like at one point she was just like, I'm so bored. Like they just sit around yes. all day. And when you're bored, you start doing shit that maybe you shouldn't do. Yes, that's right. You start playing with people's lives. Yes. yes. And I noticed that it was like it was it was really fascinating to see it from that side. Like the women, like having such an insight to how the women and their power plays played out. Like that was, that's what I really enjoy. That was such a genius revelation because it's like, once you've picked your flowers for the day, like what else is there to do? And right. we very, we, so often we just see so many dramas where it's just, they're just manipulating people. But this is literally, this is like Lady is on Dangerous. Like they're so, they're so bored that they start screwing right. around with like young women to see who will fall in love. Yeah, let's or, be like, honest. They're know. also pretty young. Yeah, that's true. But usually they're pretty young. Cause I mean, people don't live that old. Right. So, I mean, they're just kind of like, they're like 22 and they're bored and they're like, uh, eh, let's go fuck with that person. Why? Because I can, I'm the queen dowager. Like, and that was, it was kind of what that was. And it was, it was, it was so well played out to see how certain, if you took one path, how that played out. If you took another path, how that Mm -hmm. played out. If you took this path, how that played out. And it was all the women, like the dudes all kind of were like, oh, we got, we got outplayed. Yes. We got outplayed every time. Like every single dude got outplayed by, by one of the women. Exactly. But whereas with your, because King uh, Kang Hana is our heroine. Yeah. What she has is loyalty and love for Mm -hmm. people and friends and family. And that was the coolest thing. And that's the one thing that that was kind of made you kind of sit. Eh, sad, maybe not the right word. For John Huck's characters, he's like, oh, my God, she's the queen we've always wanted. (laughs) Damn. I hate her, but I love her so much. (laughs) Like, I will do this. Like, it was just such a great moment. It was just, that's. Yeah, you should watch it. Just watch, just watch it. <laughs> just watch it. Yes. We love this show. Yes. So, yes. Ah, oh, so there it is. Thank you guys so much. 
for hanging out with us and letting us gush about the bloody heart a little bit late. We apologize, but we did it. Yes. And we are the K3. I'm Jen. I'm Marisa and you, you're part of the K3. Thank you for taking a K-drama coffee break with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.